0: This is the podcast for Woodland Presbyterian Church in Memphis, Tennessee. We are maturing God's people to serve a hurting world. We hope you enjoy the message. And if you'd like to learn more about our church, look us up at woodlandpres.org. Thanks so much. May the Lord bless you. What do you know in your heart? God values all the labor that serves him. Whether it's measured by the world's standards of success, or faithfulness to God that accomplishes his purpose. That's apparent not only because God values the early labor, but he values the labor that comes later as well. The pattern is established in verse 3 and following, right? What happened in verse 3? And going out about the third hour. Now, the Jewish day would start about 6 a.m., so the third hour is about 9 a.m. There, he hires others. And you recognize in the fifth verse, So going out again, about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he goes again. Verse 6, and about the eleventh hour, he goes out. So all through the day, God, through the example of this one who is hiring laborers, is hiring people for different tasks at different times. And all of them get the same pay. Now, I must tell you, one of the really fun things you can do at some time is go to the commentators who try to explain to you why all these different laborers at different times are getting the same pay. I mean, some will say, you know, there must have been a storm coming, and and the master is thinking, I got to get those grapes out of the vineyard before the hail ruins the and 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 some now some are more more sophisticated. Well, there are grapes in the ancient Near East that ripen only within a few hours, and so you have to get them out of the vineyard at a certain. Oh come on, (laughs) nobody knows why those hired late are being paid as much as those hired early. All we know is what the master himself says in verse 14. I choose to give to the last worker as I give to you. Verse 15. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? All we know is that for the master's purposes, he felt that those who labored late were as important and precious as those who labored early. And and we get that too, don't we? But we need to understand the implications. If it's really true that the late labor is as important as the early labor, what's the implication for us? Nobody can say, I'm done. I've worked so long and done so well. I'm done. Nobody can say, I missed the boat. I, I wasn't here when the important work was done. So, you know, there's, there's really nothing for me to do. You're in a, a wonderful church facility here. The, the last church where Kathy and I was, was, was a large church and got a little big for their britches when they built the most recent building. So the mortgage that was established on this many million, many million, million dollar building was crushing the church. I mean, we, we were not able to do basic ministry. We were not able to a, a expand into our neighborhoods the way that we could, because we simply couldn't hire personnel. We could barely keep the people we had. The, the mortgage was crushing us. And so the elders said, we, we simply have to ask people to give more generously than they ever have, not just so we can pay off a building, so we can actually do the ministry that God has called us to do. And... And we decided that one of the ways that we would ask is ask some people who had been around at the founding of the church when that building was started to to be our advocates. One of them was named Evelyn Nolte. Now by this time, Evelyn Nolte was in a nursing home. We thought we would have her come and say why it was so important to us that our church survive and be able to carry on ministry. When Evelyn Nolte came out of the nursing home to this service, she said... I'm not going to wait to give my pledge. Now, I don't know how much she had pledged. (laughs) Was it $10 or $100? I don't know. It wouldn't have been much. She didn't have means. But this is what she said. She said, "I I want to give now because I'm afraid if I don't give now, I won't be around to give my pledge. You know, it was so meaningful that people gave like they had never given before. We paid off a 30-year mortgage in seven years, and most of the elders would say it was Evelyn Nolte who came out of the nursing home that inspired, you know, she didn't just say, I'm done. I'm no longer responsible for this church. She simply said, God has given something on my heart to do, and I will do it. And the later work was as important as the early work. You know, that's, that's important for us over and over again as we think about what God is calling us to do. The reality of pastors, Matt, and my life is that we recognize churches during the pandemic have changed a lot. New families have come in. Some people who were here may never be back. They've moved. They've made other decisions. Always there's the temptation for people who kind of stuck it out to say, we are the faithful ones. We are the real stalwarts. We were here before the pandemic, and we have been here through the pandemic. Listen, if there were not any more people coming in at this time, you would be so discouraged you would have trouble keeping going. Those who have been stalwarts, praise God for you. Those who are new, praise God for you. Everyone with a plan and a purpose of equal value to God. I suddenly have become in charge of a whole denomination. It scares me at times. And, and I recognize that part of our friction at time is there are those who are saying, we are the founders, you have to listen to us more. Others, we are the builders, you have to listen. Others say, we are the multipliers, you have to. To every man and woman, their time and their task. All valuable to God. Because it's not just our labor that is being identified here as precious to God. It's the laborers themselves as God in his timing, in his planning, in his great heart, is counting precious each that he calls for a purpose. After all, we know God is valuing all of the labors. Certainly we know that because there are those who, who work just a long time and they receive their reward. Verse 10, you know that. Those who were hired early in the morning, each received their wage as had been promised. Listen, some, some of you have been around a long time, done important things for the church, and God truly values that. We, we look forward to that well-done, good and faithful servant. We love that, and God loves it. But we need to recognize as much as God values that it's not all that he may be doing with us or our labors. Because we've moved recently for this uh, new position that Kathy and I have in the church, um, we had to unpack some boxes recently. And unpacking the boxes, I came across a, a, an old newspaper from actually Kathy's neighborhood, the small town where she grew up. And it's a, a, a newspaper article describing the life of Ruth Bouillon. You, you may know her sister's beef and chicken. But um, the article says about Ruth Bouillon, she taught Sunday school for 60 years, 60 years she has taught Sunday school. When the interviewer went to talk to her, I've got to see it where the light will show you, Uh, Ruth Bouillon taught for 60 years. When they asked her, can you tell us about it, she would not do it, saying, you can talk about me when I'm gone. But when they said it would be important to the community, she said, I started teaching children when I was 17 and knew almost immediately it was my calling God intended me to work with little children, and so it became almost a full-time avocation for her. Early in the week, she would begin preparing for the following Sunday. Why? Because she says, nothing is more important than that little ones know a great God and know his purpose for their lives. You know, after Kathy and I uh, left the church, where we've been for most of the church of the last decade for this present position, we grieved to do that. We, we had so much loved those people and they us. And even after we moved, before a new pastor has come, we continue to get calls from people whose families have issues or concerns. And uh, one family that called uh, Kathy was uh, the wife of a, of a young man who's recently been diagnosed with a very serious brain tumor. They have five young children. And as I listened to Kathy talk to this young mother in such dire circumstances, I couldn't help but think of Ruth Bouillon, whose influence teaching people the things of the Lord, so influenced Kathy's community and Kathy. And you think the early work that God so valued in Ruth Bouillon passed to Kathy, passed to another mom, so she can take care of their children. And maybe you know why God says, I value it all. The early laborers and the later ones too. Each fulfilling my plan and my purpose. And, and I'm fulfilling my purpose in their lives too. The Lord is making clear. After all, if you... You read verse 3, interesting words. Going out about the third hour, the master saw others standing idle in the marketplace. It's, it's said again in verse 6 about the 11th hour. He went out and found others standing. And he said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? You're not doing anything. There's a sense in which we, when we are fulfilling the purposes of God, whether early or late, whether we're young or old in the faith, that, that we are being rescued from doing nothing. It's what the Apostle Paul reminds us, that what Jesus has done is he has come and rescued us from an empty way of life. Things that just don't mean anything. Remember the Apostle Paul in that great resurrection passage: says, stand firm. Let nothing move you, knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Why do we need to hear that? Because sometimes we think it's just in vain what we're doing. Some people feel absolutely alone in a difficult or troubled marriage and persist for decades, loving as God has called them, and they think, is this worth anything at all? Is it just useless? Stand firm. Let nothing move you knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Some young people are alone in purity among their peers. This is useless. Nobody cares. I'm just an outcast. You are not alone. It is not in vain. God has rescued you from doing nothing. What is done for him stands and makes a difference. There are some people who think, because I am operating with integrity at work, I get in trouble with my own friends. I'm not sure if I will keep this job because I'm trying to do it with honesty. It's it's so against the grain. This is useless. No, you have been rescued from emptiness, from doing nothing. There are young people who say, if I go into the mission field, I will sacrifice everything and it will make no difference to any of my peers who are faring so much better in their business and their work. And God is saying, no, listen. Stand firm. Stand firm. Let nothing move you, knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And and that's, that's not just if you do a lot. If you will make the decision even to do this little thing for the Lord, what person may have made the biggest impact on the Christian world, apart from the apostles himself, may have been that thief on the cross who didn't do any great works for God, he was a thief. But Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Why? Because before the watching world, he simply said, Master, invite me into your kingdom when you get there. And that witness of a a man had so little to give, except faith in Jesus became a witness for the world. Do you recognize that great banner of the grace of God is so important, maybe more important than almost any other witness other than the apostles themselves? A man who simply said, I got nothing but Jesus. Today you will be with me in paradise, Jesus said. I mean, just imagine. There is the thief on the cross ready to enter heaven. And there is St. Peter. Don't look for this in the Bible. But there is somebody saying, why should I let you in? Imagine that thief saying, thief, he would t- I got nothing. But I'm with him. And what hope that is given to people through the ages. I think some of the most sad people I meet in the church are Christians converted late in life who recognize they did their business, raised their children when they did not know the Lord. And and while they're so thankful for being saved, they feel so bad about their early life experience. And I want to be able to say to them, do you recognize what a banner of the grace of God you are for others? I mean, if everyone were like me, you know, raised in the church, good little Sunday school boy, if those were the only people going to heaven, nobody else would have hope. And so God is giving hope to person after person by saying, yes, there are children who are baptized like Ethan, and you can be raised maybe never to know a day that you don't claim Jesus as your Lord. And there are others who may not know Jesus until their dying day. And God will count them precious to himself. They are both banners of the grace of God according to his purpose. Don't get mad at him because of it. Does he not have a right to be generous with what's his own? It's the nature of grace that the God of all sovereign wisdom and power is saying, for the sake of the witness that I know is best in this church, in this community, in this family, I will call whom I will, when I will, and God will be glorified because of it. This is, this is the great witness of the church. It's why we celebrate young and old when they come to faith, that we recognize God is valuing them all and counting all precious in his timing and his purpose. I do a lot of work in China, and um, recently I was at a conference where a businessman who supports a lot of that work was talking, and he was saying, as he'd been in China recently, he, uh, he was just on the streets, and there was a... A young girl who was singing this little catchy western tune. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And, and the businessman asked the, the schoolgirl, girl, do, do you know what you're singing? And, and the schoolgirl said, well, not really. My, my English teacher taught me the song but didn't say what it meant. And so the businessman said, there was a Savior who gave his life for your sin. Died upon a cross to take your sin upon himself. And if you believe in him, his grace will make you right, no matter what a wretch your life is or has been. The businessman, some weeks later, in God's timing, met the teacher. Did your summer internship where you were teaching Chinese English have any opportunities for the gospel? Oh, the teachers, I was so discouraged. Because of the pressure on Christians right now, the government was watching us so closely, I could not explain to any of the children the gospel message. What did the businessman say? I was able to follow you. You planted the seeds. I watered. God brought the increase. You know, at that same conference, um, just as they were kind of saying, what's happening in China? There was a video that was shown of a a fairgrounds in China. And, And there were young people. And curiously enough, there was a group of young people that was singing this little catchy Western tune. Guess what it was? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like their other hearts in God's timing who have been planted, now to be watered. The early labor, the late labor, no, the early laborers and the late laborers, all precious to God, not because it's fair, but because it's wonderful grace. Praise God, who calls us his own. Thank you for listening to this message from Woodland Presbyterian Church, Maturing God's People to Serve a Hurting World. Again, if you'd like to learn more about our congregation, please visit us at woodlandpres.org. Thank you very much, and God bless you today.